0: to the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast. Compita, pues. Fucking Rudy, dog. Before we get into that, before we get into that, we find out the fucking wonderful world of Rudy Lopez, El Rodolfo. That's right. Patreoners, thank you. We've exceeded expectation and we continue to rise like yeast. Congratulations. <laughs> we opened up a new uh patreon discord account what is that that's a place where all our patreoners can go hang out and uh, we have open like a chat room discussion we discuss the uh the episodes would you like what you didn't like what we should do next time who we should bring in and, and sit down and uh talk to which is where rudy came in to play um but yeah if you're in patreon make sure you look in your email we just sent you out the discord there's going to be weekly live chats via um youtube uh live stream so we got a lot of cool stuff coming thank you patreoners each and every one of you Grasshopper. For all your weed, medicinal or recreational, grasshopper. We have some killer shirts that they just dropped off yesterday. Uh, If you come to the brewery and say, give me my grasshopper shirt, we'll give you a grasshopper shirt. It has a cool little chapulin on the front, on the back rather, and there's a Chavo del Ocho emblem on the chest and it has a nice little emo brown on the arm. I'm telling you, this shirt is nice and it's free. Free 99, you come to the brewery, you order a pint, you say, give me my grasshopper shirt one of the lovely beer tenders will go ahead and cruise through and give you one the announcements are out of the way es como la, la 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 misa champion cuando vas a misa ahí tu, en tu en tus rumbos es Monte caramelo en uh, you're just saying now ahora los anuncios las doñas de la reunión de aquí hicieron una. Unos tamales, whatever. I feel like the announcements, we do them at the beginning. Oh. At, at that,
1: that's the point where my son is like, can we get churros now?
0: Eat a champ, pretend that's a churro, the mic, and put it in front of your face. What are you doing, dog? Ni que fueras rookie. Ya sé que estás... You're in this business.
1: I usually have staff there, for this. I
0: right, staff. So I mentioned Discord. I mentioned... Uh, certain options that we can do in the discord one of the things in the open group chat is you know recommendations like what do you guys want to see what what, what do you guys want us to do and when, one of the people in there was like hey why don't you ask Rudy Lopez to come on a podcast I was like oh yeah what's up what does he do he's like honestly bro I don't fucking know ask him maybe if you sit down in front of you he'll tell you exactly what he does
1: Rudy Lopez why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself it's a loaded question <laughs> how do we know each other we know each other through San Diego State's uh, Business of Craft Beer program. Correct. Where did you finish? I did not. I, no, pinche paisita. Además, am para for free treats. That I did. After I took the, the couple of courses that you know it, that you drink all class, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, oh, man, now I could be a teacher. I'm ready. I'm ready. No, <laughs>
0: you know what? Honestly, bro, that class was awesome. It I was. mean, before we started the brewery here, it, part of the boxes we needed to check as as a as an LLC as a company as a brewery it was like okay we got to get the foundation done so we San Diego state we went to some courses UCSD did some courses and then the Institute we did some the, the brewing technology courses so all of that it's essential bro i mean you know i saw USD just got on the bandwagon damien wey ya son it's like well like, what are the know, ch-
1: catholic's are good brewers so. <laughs>
0: We're good at a lot of things. (laughs) I remember two of us that didn't want breweries for a long time. Then they just peered over the fence to North Park and like, what's going on? There's a lot of money going, being thrown around over there. It's a very walkable corridor. All of a sudden. Ah, All of a sudden. Um, But Rudy uh, yeah, we were together in the, the San Diego state class. Uh, there was a whole program. I finished, I used it for my good. You used it for your good. I know you have some businesses down South. We'll get to that for your, your, your history and your knowledge about Tijuana brewing and, and the whole scene down there. What the fuck do you do, bro? You're like the man
1: of mystery, the Mexican man of mystery. That's a, that's a very interesting question. You know, uh, for new years, we went down to Bahía de Los Angeles, which mm-hmm. is like halfway down the Baja peninsula. And we came across one of the military checkpoints and, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the soldier you know asked me <laughs> no, retin, that's right <laughs> and the uh they asked me you know A que te dedicas? <laughs> and i went quiet and my friend that was with me in the in the passenger seat after we left after i finally answered after we left he said that's the question you don't want to like pause on you want to give that's the something. one you give it quick because then they look at you and they're like this this guy is full of shit oh yeah bro. then they start going through all your stuff what did you tell them I finally, I, I, I looked at my badge. I have my, my, my ID badge hanging from my rearview mirror for San Isidro School District. And I said, soy el director de una escuela. <laughs> which is which, true. It's <laughs> kind of a stretch. I'm on the San Isidro School Board. So it's like, okay, that that one was easy. Now now I know exactly what to what to answer. But, you know, I do a variety of things. Um I think first and foremost, I manage my son's investments. That are he's, you? He's, he's, he's a financial advisor. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'm my eight year old son's financial advisor. So, you know, and, and because of that, he grants me a per diem, mm-hmm. which is what allows me to go out and do all, all this fun stuff. So
0: <laughs> let's go down the uh, experience board of Rudy Lopez and let's let's touch on these things, bro. I'm telling you, I don't know what the fuck you do, but I know you live a beautiful life. I know you're always out like having a good time. You're always out with, you know, you take your son and you show him beautiful things. And I'm like, it's the he's always out partying. What the fuck does he do? According to your LinkedIn, bro. Oof. <laughs> According to your governing board members on Isidro School District. Okay, we determined the that was a truth. That is correct. That is a correct business development officer, brand ambassador, BCB trading company.
1: Yeah, we still have plans. You know, we we have BCB tasting room down in Tijuana, and we have Baja Craft uh, Beers. Yeah, BCB stands for Baja Craft Beers, and, and we we continue to have uh you know some some pie in the sky dreams of of how we're gonna you know you know kind of bring it across the border and you know to to other states. So that's still that you know that 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 that's there.
0: El cinco y diez brand ambassador, cerveza artesanal.
1: That, también, that, that's the money maker. Yep, that 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 one's the one that actually you know that. People can say, oh, that's your 95. Yeah. You know, like, so, uh, es el que rinda la lana para tu that's right. <laughs> Belgium. Yep, that, that's right. You know, that, that's R&D. You know, yeah, that's research R&D. and development, baby. And <laughs> we're actually, for Cinco Ideas, we're just coming off a gold medal for our grisette um at the Copa Cerro de Ensenada, which is our... Copa Cervecero del Pacifico, which is attached to the Sonora Beer Fest. Relájate, champion. Ahorita llegamos a tu pinches
0: escaleras. Relájate. Management consultant, draft line. Hey, you got a lot of management consulting, a lot of board members, a lot of ambassador. What is this uh, draft line management?
1: Draft line management? We actually we we started it because we do a lot of um, we still do a lot of installations for uh-huh. for draft systems, uh, mainly south of the border. Um, but we also did, uh, maintenance and, and repair and, and it was going, we, we it was going good for a while, but you know, like you have to get up early for that kind of stuff because you, you, ain't, about life, uh, no, you no. ain't about that life, Playboy. you ain't about that life.
0: And this is the one that I know you from, or rather I know the origin of you from, cause you know, um, yo tengo raíces in San Isidro, you know, my, my grandma, everybody lived in Villanueva. So we were always down in that hood. La bodega,
1: la bodega,
0: la bodega, located on what is that, San
1: Isidro Boulevard? Uh, Olive Drive, Olive, yeah. yeah, Olive Drive, and then we've got the bodeguita. La bodeguita,
0: Byers, yeah. You know. guys have a few of them, and then there was another one on Main, no Broadway,
1: Broadway, Broadway, across the street from uh, the Costco. The cost- yeah. Station,
0: yeah. So those kind of were machine. like carnicerias,
1: produce, uh, mercaditos, you way know, full service mercado. You know, uh, Hispanic mercado. Uh, my family founded those in 1957. Oh, we were done so. And that was my first job, 14 years old, being paid cash in a little envelope, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why Rudy Lopez doesn't have to work
0: a nine to five. Never mind all the other bullshit that he just gave us. <laughs> all this. As soon as he said, oh, you know, my, my, my family founded it in 1957. No, oh, they used to pay me in little sobrecitos con la No, oh, pues este vato por eso te la pasas de pata larga, dog. <laughs> now, good for you, man. I remember going there. I remember going there on a weekly basis, you know. Después um, de la escuela, nos cuidaban ahí en San Isidro, en Villanueva. So we'd get dropped off there. My tía would, you know, go run her mandaditos and shit. And we would go to La Bodega and we would go in there. It was there in Alpha Beta. Remember Alpha Beta? Alpha Beta it used yeah. to be right next to the, the M McDonald's RIP before all that shit went yep. sideways. We used to go there like on a daily basis, bro. You know, and we would go to La Bodega and you guys always had like little nieves and shit. Dog. So you guys are a family which is a pillar of the South Bay community.
1: I'd like to say that,
0: yes. I'll, I'll say it for you. Thank you. Um, is, of
1: those three locations, hay más o eran los tres hombres? We yeah at at, its peak. at at various points we had we had more uh, we had a, we had a warehouse in La Paz we had a warehouse in Tijuana mm-hmm. we had one in El Mesa on the U.S. side um, and then we had the, the big the big bodega which is next to the Sunny City Swap Meet um, and put that one that, none of those exist anymore and in fact the um, the existing bodega and bodeguita uh, we don't own anymore we actually we actually sold both both the business and and the name to another.
0: So do you collect a residual off that? We do. Yeah.
1: So look at the,
0: (laughs) how does one get to the level you get? No, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of work that you're one, that your family all put into place to kind of make it happen Two, to continue, develop it, maintain it and continue to build the integrity on the name, you know, the Lopez, la bodeguita, and then three to have the foresight be like, you know what, let's get rid of this, but hold on partner. We going to get rid of it. Let's
1: get rid of this in a smart way. Yeah, yeah,
0: let's get rid of this but not like 100%. We'll get we'll let you have everything we've built up for the last 3, 4 decades, 5 decades, 6 decades. Not a problem for a fee. Right. So when you do that, you're, it's kind of like loosely based franchising. You're just getting rid of your business and they're paying you for the the rights to use the name, the branding, the store from, everything.
1: Right? They even kept the employees, which is cool. Okay, bueno,
0: bro. Nice. Yep. Now, nah, well, the secret's out, guys. For all of you guys wondering <laughs> why Rudy Lopez lives like the bachelor of the South Bay, this is
1: why. Not yet. Re- recently engaged during during these crazy pandemic times. Ah, nice,
0: you're engaged? Yes. Ah, we'll yep. Felicidades. Gracias, gracias. Time to travel. Time to travel. How has the pandemic treated you, man? Porque tu eres pata larga.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I
0: like to think like my parents like to travel a lot or like we go out and do things, but fuck that, bro. Every, from month to month, you were in a new country. You were doing outlandish shit.
1: You know, we had a couple trips overseas that were canceled that that I was looking forward to that, you know, the year before the pandemic, I had taken my son to uh, to Europe and he aguanto. You know, we were over, over there for three weeks and he kept up with me and I was like, all right, cool. We could do this. That's thing. awesome, bro. And then the pandemic hit and we had a couple of trips planned and those got canceled. But the cool thing about it is that I rediscovered Baja because, I, you know, that was one of the the most accessible, like, let's go down to this beach. I went to Los Angeles three times last year. Uh, we went to San Luis Gonzaga. We have another trip planned down to Moleje. We were in La I like Moleje, bro. Yeah, Moleje I mean, is awesome. Is it still quiet town or is it, it, is, is it still getting... still kind of quiet town. Um, a, a lot of those places are. And, you know, we we went to La Paz and we flew, but all the other ones we drove. And I like driving because you, you really get to, like... Everything, get to the little pueblitos yeah. or the playas, you know... So, bro, they sell you buckets of mangoes, like, for fucking, I don't know,
0: 50 cents, it's dog. It's crazy, yeah. It's we, nuts. We were just
1: sitting on the beach, and some guys came by, and they're like, do you guys want anything? And the, there's no services, right? And do you guys need anything, want anything? And we were like, well, we could, you know, unos mariscos. So like, and these guys ran, and I don't know where they got it from, but they you know they came back and con and, you know, it's a bucket of beers, and, like, whatever. And, like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's not what you know, it's who yeah, you know that's and what right. they I know, like, bro.
0: I, I could stay here for another hour, then. Bro, those, those, <laughs> those trips... I remember them, when yo fui a squinkle, you know, like we would always go down like to Mulejé, or we would do the, the two day drive from here, from San Diego down to uh, Cabo San Lucas, bro. And I remember. The, the traditional stop overnight is always Guerrero Negro, bro. Yeah. That, that's the middle point. That that's yeah. if you go any further, you're risking running out of gas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're risking like there's no lights. It's, it's just it's just it's not a safe travel for a family when you're little, you know? Yeah. So we would always end up in Guerrero Negro and that city's a fucking trip back it, in the day, bro. It,
1: it, that one still is a trip, you know? And and, and I remember that too because my, my parents never like to fly. So we we would drive everywhere. If it wasn't driving distance. The Mexican we were, John we Madden's. That, yep. Boy. We had that long LTD and like, you know, you could pack it full of stuff. Uh-huh. And it was like a land yacht, literally. Stuff. And,
0: and Explain we- this stuff. What are you packing full of stuff while <laughs> you're well, you know, beleganting probably, through Mexico? You know, dog. Bologna sandwiches. <laughs> <mainly>. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, those trips are fun. I mean, and your son, I assure you. As little as he is, those are memories. Look at me. I, those were road trips that we did going down to Cabo San Lucas when I was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, whatever, dog, to Guadalajara, to, you know, everywhere. I still remember him as vivid as yesterday. Yep. That, so your little dude, bro, you were just telling me earlier, like, "Hey, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Most kids want to go to the park, bro.
1: Your kids are <laughs> <kids It's> like, <laughs> I want to go back to Rome. Remember? Because we remember that place. It was hot. And we did this and we did that. I was like, oh, yeah, Rome. Yeah, Rome. I want to go back there. Like, <laughs> that's, that's awesome, bro. Good for you <laughs> and
0: good for your kiddo giving him all the experiences. Because ultimately, those experiences are going to shape him up to be a leader, a champion of his own regard, you know? So now that you're in Mexico, you're operating. You're doing your thing as a business owner. How was the pandemic fucked that over completely? And is it coming out slowly and steadily?
1: So let me tell you, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, at, at the very, very beginning, it was kind of like, we don't know. We're not sure what's going to happen. You know, you know, places, some places are closing. Some places aren't on both sides of the border. Uh, there's some people that can't go this way. Some people that can't go that way. So we're just trying to figure out how what the normal was going to be. And then uh, the big producers, you know, the Tecates and then the Modelos and all those guys, they stopped producing by orders of the government. Yeah. So then all of a sudden there is a run on craft beer because craft beer continued to pr- to produce. And uh, Cinco Ideas were up in uh, Colonia Emperadores, which uh-huh. is like you're up in a Colonia, Colonia. And once the corner markets ran ran out of. Um, ran out of their tecate here come knocking on your door yeah, bro literally literally we had you know the 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 guy at the corner market would say well you know see that see that door over there they make beer there and we literally had people that were like knocking on the door like and we'd open up and like ¿Tienen cerveza? and we had people that were they would bring their kawama their old yeah, yeah. their their empty kawamas and we would wash them and fill them and cap them and there you go and you know, we had guys coming with jugs, yeah with water jugs and uh and
0: Bro, I remember growing grow, not growing up, but going to Mexicali to visit my, my 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 dad's side of the family, Mi tata, mi nana, and you know, like that was the thing, bro. Like there would be a box full of caguamas, empty as carta blancas or pinche tecates. Vamos, mijo. And we would go to the store, bro. la en esquina, and we would take these boxes of of caguamas and exchange them for new ones. I'd be like, "Oh damn, this was going down yeah. here." All right, well, this is like you pick and borrow, and you bring one tomorrow, and and we would my thought that was just like, "Ah, ¿quieren un dulcecito." That shit now came back to fruition here in the U.S., bro. Motherfuckers were bringing their uh, their their big old glass jugs to the brewery, and we were filling them in yeah, turn. Now, exactly.
1: So, I mean, we blew through our inventory; we ran out of beer, and then we started producing stuff. And we screwed. That's when we really started using San Diego Super, and I was like, let's let's get this, let's get, you know, if we can make this beer in four days, like, let's get it out, because people were literally pounding on the door. See, because people think, oh, you ran
0: out of beer, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, but I mean, beer is, making beer is not like making a sandwich, <laughs> you know? It's like, if you're going to, oh, shit, we're out of beer. Ah, I quiero regreso. Regreso a las doce. Yeah. Want me to come back at 12? It's like, no, if we'll come back on the 12th. Like, this shit's going to take, like, three weeks at least, you know?
1: Yeah, when, when we're brewing, you know, people show up, and they want they want to see how what the process is like, you you know, people think it's this big involved thing and it's just like sitting there waiting sitting for the water. Yep. You're watching water <laughs> boil. We got to for the water to boil. And then they're like, well, at what time can we drink it? I'm uh, like in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: going to put it on the calendar.
1: <laughs> you and I can have it together yeah, at the same time. like, eh, you know, by the time it comes around to cleaning, everybody wants to bounce. So I was like, hey, wait, 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 wait. This is where the fun starts. Bro, the level
0: of need for beer and por todo Mexico, wait, got to the point where I used to see videos on um, – But it's an Instagram. People post up videos like reels or whatever. Fucking cartels, bro. Cartels running shipments, like big ass trucks of cases, bro. Cases of tecate, corona, whatever. Actually, no, you know what? Our people really don't drink corona down there. La familiar. La familiar. familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's mostly Tecate and shit, dog, and Cartablanca's. I just remember seeing a bunch of cases, and then fools in the back of those cars with their cuernos and their big ass guns protecting the load, like if it was meth.
1: Yeah, you know those guys are quick. You know they they're they're compatible. They 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 adapt to the market, bro. That that is why organized yeah, crime yeah. will always be around. Yeah, aguacates, craft beer, whatever,
0: <laughs> dude. Aguacates was on the rise too, yeah. But There's certain things that are recession proof, that are pandemic proof. Uh, prostitution. Drugs, gambling, liquor. Yep. I mean, those things will, yeah, yeah. those things, those vices will always be around. They'll never die. Some of them may like succumb to their own size, but overall, those things are always going to be there. And there's always going to be somebody trying to pull those strings to make it happen. And in a certain sense, you got to be like, damn, those guys
1: are business savvy. Yeah. So, you know, so, so in those, those middle months, you know, things were going great. And now things have leveled off again. Uh, the the big producers started producing. Uh, we kind of leveled off. Then you know we were lo- we're losing points of sale. Hey. Um, there's some bars that are like, eh, you know, some bars didn't make it. Some bars are like, well, we're gonna we're just gonna be to go for a while. To go sales were pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then people were just like, eh, we're, they kind of got tired of that too. They wanted they wanted to they want to drink somewhere. Yeah, they want to go, go out and go hang in out in and watch a you know watch a watch a game or watch a boxing match or, or, or whatever. Yeah. But there's nothing on. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's, that, that's the problem. So right now it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're, we're careful of, of how and when we brew. Um, I've been doing, I've, I've been doing a lot more homebrewing than I yeah. had in the last couple of years um, because, you know, when you do brew, you have to brew something that's going to sell that, my partner's always tell me that they're like, make us some recipes, but something that'll sell. You know, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of, of, of hoppies, hoppy beers and IPAs and double IPAs. And Most stuff. brewers are hard headed with what they <laughs> want to make. Nobody yeah. wants to just
0: make a simple lager. Everybody yeah. wants to make, let's make something
1: different. Yeah. So, so when they're like, hey, we want to make a lager. And I'm like, cool, I got a recipe. And they're like, but we want to do a dry hop, triple dry hop lager. And I was like, oh, yeah, there we go again. Um, but yeah, so I started homebrewing a lot more. And uh, so I do those seasonals. Like uh-huh. I, I brought an Irish red. I did an Irish stuff. Um, I just, uh, I just did on, on Sunday. I did a, uh a, May Marzen. I know, I I am, I, I, I'm finally getting, you know, I'm, I'm aging them right. Yeah. I'm not just trying to push them out in, in three or four weeks. Um, that's the biggest, that's the, I think that's the biggest pitfall that uh,
0: our industry and owners more specifically fall into that trap of like, no, no, we got to keep pushing it, keep pushing it. Like don't push a beer out in 3 weeks when it, you know it needs at least 4. Yeah. And it, and if you can give it 5, give it 5, bro. Yeah. You know cuz all of a sudden you're compromising the quality of your product and that that ultimately that that's a reputation you can't recover from. Exactly. If you make a bad beer, people remember. Oh, you're going go to go through. right "No, the verga una cerveza bien So it's like
1: <sighs> Yeah. Yep. Do the right thing, dog. So yeah, so and and you know the partners don't always want to have the uh, the fermenters tied up for, you know, 6 weeks and stuff. So that' was like How many oh, how many how big is your brew system out there? So our brew house is uh is three barrel.
0: Okay, perfect. So big uh, enough for La Colonia.
1: Yep, yep, certainly. Uh we have two ten barrel, uh one five barrel and two three barrel fermenters. No, so, it, so we've actually gotten we, over the course of the pandemic, we got pretty good at, you know, we can fill the uh we can fill the ten barrels with, on a on a it's a triple batch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, That's a, a it, day, it's a long day bro a, it, it is it's a, it's a long fucking day it's actually a very unique system we do a, a like a highly concentrated mash and then we have two boil kettles so we can run them kind of sim- yeah. kind of simultaneously so we've gotten down to where we're pretty good it is a long day but we can fill a 10 barrel fermenter I mean yeah, it'd be nice to have a 10 barrel brew house but you know
0: do, do you guys have a tasting room
1: uh, no we don't we, we have space there but you know como. como Como toda mexicanada, no tenemos permisos todavía. Bro, so we'll get, exactamente qué es el proceso allá? Cause I saw some of the homies that
0: have breweries down there, like they got shut down. It like all, in Tucan, got shut down. So I
1: guess it depends on who, what, what parties in power. Because, Who's your you know, neighbor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, it, can be in frente? You know, who, who you pissed off? You know, it, it, it all... It Good all old to small town politics. Yeah, so, you know, we had one party uh, when we started the process, and they were like, yeah, yeah, you're going to get the permits, and then, you know, we got to change a party, and then they're like, no, we can't give you a permit for that street. And, you know, it's just kind of like... So now oh. it's kind of like, wait it out, wait it out, which is, I think, what our... Do they mess with you guys a lot or no? No, uh, we haven't... Um, we kind of don't publicize a lot of where we're exactly located and stuff. Um, we our sales have been have been okay. um what what the guys did tell me is Bajale de huevos because you know I like to I like to spout off on social media. Uh, you, know? you oh my God, no. <laughs> so they're like, you know they you don't don't piss them off because then they're gonna come after us and I'm like, okay, okay. so you know sometimes i I, I type something out and I look at it. And before I press send or whatever, I think about it. And, you know, I'm I, I still press send, but you know.
0: <laughs> but at least I, I did my due
1: diligence. I yeah, read it again. Right. <laughs> Dude, you're probably drunk as fuck when you're uh, writing these things, uh, anyway. Well, you know, just I, you know, I've had some screenshots sent to the school district. They're like, "Is this this is the guy you want on your board?" I'm so like, wait, that that happens? Yeah, it happens. It, it, it's happened, you know, a couple times. There was one, you know, when we were when we were. When we we're all talking about, you know, the governor and how he how he, because of his brother the got shut down and I and I said something. Mexican before. governor. Yeah, yeah, the the Baja governor. Yeah. And uh somebody from his staff, you know, screenshotted something that I had said in a forum and, and sent it. Damn, they got people looking <laughs> yeah, now, bro. Yeah, yeah, they got people like, on the wow, watch. Like that, you know, but-
0: so you've operated businesses on both sides of the border. What is the easier business to operate?
1: Ah, uh, Jesus. Um I think there's Pros and cons on both sides, and, you know, over here, at least you have the peace of mind that, you know, you, you pull the permit yeah. and that permit stands. If you follow the rules, if it's all fa- good. Exact, Exactly. On the other side, you know, like you might, you might pull a permit, but, you know, they'll always come in and be like, well, you know, this, this I don't like the label on your fire extinguisher sure and we're going to close it down Fuck, or you know that's a horrible way to operate a business bro. yeah and then and, and there's no like uh you know i think over here there's at least some recourse they'll tell you you know they'll, they'll issue a citation and say you, you've got to fix this and they'll give you an opportunity yeah.
0: to fix it right. they're not just going to come in exactly. and lock
1: your doors up right 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 unless so, you really piss them off. Yeah. so yeah so that's i mean i mean each side has its pros and cons uh uh overhead and 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 You know, a bunch of the costs are cheaper over there, pero también on the long run it puede costar más.
0: A percentage of your week, how how much of it do you spend operating in BCB and el Cinque Días?
1: It's more Cinque Días. What's going on in BCB? BCB has been kind of slow, but we're we're open. Uh Uh, We're open, and now we just expanded the hours. Located where? Uh so BCB Or
0: is that a secret too? No, no,
1: hey, no. So we're off of uh Agua Caliente mm-hmm. So heading you were we're about one block before Paseo Chapultepec, right around the corner from the Buffalo Wild Rings. That's the easiest way.
0: Don't tell me, I've been there. I'm I'm i just wanting you to tell everybody <laughs> else.
1: <laughs> 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 but uh it finally expanded hours. Uh I think uh it's open to midnight now. Um we, we we spaced out enough seats. Um, I, lately, I've been there, and you know, there's you know, there's a line for you know. Okay, get bueno. There isn't seating outside, but you know, at least we, we're getting people sitting inside and and watching TV. And you know. you're you're a prominent
0: figure in the Tijuana brewing culture. You know the community, right? You 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 have your finger in a lot of things down there. I sure do. They say way? Um, how did they do? How did they do during the pandemic? Did a lot of people make it out? Did a lot of them throw in the towel? How are the people down there enforcing regulations? Is it fuck, is it just almost worth it just to say you know what time to close it up?
1: A, a lot of people, a lot of people made it out, um, which is a good thing. Um, the, the, there's something to be said about you know about not just Tijuana in particular, but but Baja is that these guys are resilient. Um, they adapt well. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you have to. I think it's it's one of those. It's not an option. Yeah, it's a survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had, a, you know, there, there's a couple of examples of people that, you know, they they shut down something, but then they came out with something new. They they found an opportunity, they found a way to survive, and then they're back. They're back at it. They never really left the scene. They just, you know, they changed the, the you know, they might have changed venues, they might have changed chameleon names. life, yeah, bro, chameleon exactly. life. Exactly. So, so there 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 hasn't been too many people that got that got hit hard. Obviously, everyone took a hit, but you know, things are coming back. Uh, I hope that you know pretty soon. People who have more access to to vaccines, and I think that would really get that would really push out things back to normal. You know, we still don't have festivals. You know, we,
0: festivals is a big deal, more yeah. so down there now than over here. Yeah. That Ensenada Beer Festival, bro, no manches. Two, year,
1: two years in a row now. You know, this was, th- it should have been this last weekend. Uh, that kind of started right, in March. Yeah, that's right. that that kind of started the whole festival season for us in Baja. Um, so you know, they they have the the copa again. Like I said, they they still have that going on. Um, but it's not the same when you don't have the festival that's attached yeah, to it, and you can yeah. celebrate. And you know, you oh,
0: it's the same, Rudy. <laughs> it's the fucking same, but you just don't get to take your shirt off and start dancing and that's, drinking your balls off, bro. That, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, tú cruzas mucho, dog. So you live in the U.S., but you you have businesses and family in Tiquiz. How is the commute right now? Like for people that listen to us that aren't necessarily here from like a border town. There's a lot of people that listen to us that are from like L.A. and and yeah. and uh, San Francisco in the Bay Area. Not even in California in some cases. Firsthand, what is the border situation like on a daily basis right now? Well,
1: Jesus, <laughs> um, CBP can be they can be very manipulative when they can. California Border Patrol, uh, Cal- uh, Customs and Border Protection. Uh, Perdón. <laughs> And I actually, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did. Those are uh, the guys in blue. They, they're the guys in blue, correct? Uh, you know, the ones you know that ask you what your citizenship is and decide whether you're going to secondary or not. And you can, you can, you can tell them, I refuse to answer that. <laughs> no, 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 not those guys. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I, I just wrote whatever one, you saw
0: on YouTube <laughs> to tell you to get out of it. Don't, don't listen to that. That doesn't work.
1: <laughs> I, I, I wrote an op-ed in the UT a couple of weeks ago on this exact topic. Ah, journalism. También <laughs> yeah, nada. No, está legal, está Le, <laughs> le entra todo. Um, Lately, in the past ten days or so, they've been purposefully making the commutes longer in order to uh, get people to stay home and not not cross the border. I mean, on a Saturday night, pedestrian at Otai, mm. you know, like nobody, walked, nobody walks. A, Otay at, nobody yeah. walks Otai. Nobody wants to walk Otai at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. And there, was, I mean, the sports um, book is right there. There bro. was an hour and a half wait pedestrian because they only had two agents working. Purposefully, mm. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, the vehicle can be, you know, two to three hours right now just on a regular. So it's like it had gotten better. It had gone through a period of when things were really cool, like less than an hour, which is for me is great. I don't have Sentry. Uh, an- less. you no an- Sentry, güey. Oh, porque viví mucho. La <laughs> quitaron, <laughs> I think those people that uh, that have Sentry really haven't lived. That's bitch, I have Sentry. What What's said, up, bro? dog? Uh-oh. What's <laughs> up? And
0: it's weird because the whole family got Sentry, and it was relatively quick for most of them. It took forever for me, bro. I don't know what the process is, but when they were asking me questions, they asked everything. What's three punk kills? Yeah. What's Emo Brown? I was like, damn, homie, what? <laughs> You're making me sad. <laughs> I was like, and I'm the side of Mexican. So it's a headache to cross <laughs> right now.
1: It is. Both directions. So I've actually been avoiding it. Uh, I, I do. So we have a- um, Tunnel. Come on. <laughs> No, We have a fraternal organization known as the Cerveza Artistas, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it started exactly as that. It was just a bunch of guys getting together, like, drinking craft beers. And then uh, one year, we decided to participate in uh, in the Craft Beer Expo in Tijuana, and we, we've probably got together four or five home-brewed beers, and we, we bought a stand, and we sold our beers. Oh, yeah. We did that two years in a row, and then... Uh, just before the pandemic, we opened a small little bar on Fifth off of Revolucion, and then a month later we had to close it. And Which was that one? <laughs> it's called Servas Brewhouse. Brew House. Oh, um, so we've been now we've been brewing, we've been gypsy brewing on uh-huh. uh, uh, at, at different locations, and we have, which has probably been our most, most successful beer. We have a, a citrus Smash, which is exactly that a, a citrus hop smash. Uh, we're actually brewing tomorrow at Frontera Brewing. Gypsy Brewing, for people who don't understand, because you're taking
0: us down the weeds of like <laughs> the, the the beer. First off, the beer industry, people don't want to hear it, but then you start talking about it in Tijuas and in Baja. I feel like it's interesting, you know? It is. So Gypsy Brewing, for those who don't know, is when you don't have a brick and mortar. You don't have your own brewery facility. You don't have your own space. You're basically taking your recipes and you are asking other breweries to allow you space and a tank to make these beers. You come back, you check on your beer, after that, you can either keg it, can it, whatever it is that you're going to do and sell it, distribute it and push it. It's a pretty cool method, bro. It's a pretty cool idea to do. I don't. There, there's a few uh, breweries that do that currently. And that, it's a cool model to to mimic, especially during shitty times like right now. You know, the, the overhead is non-existent because you're basically paying to play. Right. You know, you go into a brewery and say, hey, man, how much would it cost me to use your facility and use one of your tanks? And they'll give you a number and be like, you either got it or you don't. And if you do, okay, cool. And then come back in three weeks, we'll have it all ready for you.
1: Yep, exactly that. So uh tomorrow we're bre- we're brewing a twenty barrel batch at shit? Yep. That's big boy <laughs> shit. It, it is. Um and now because there's another entity in Baja called Baja Canning, okay, which is really like you own uh, that too or what? I, no, I'm not a part of that one, unfortunately. I should have gotten in because that one's the opportunity was that there. One, that one's blowing up. Cans are scarce, um, bro. Yeah, but so what? That what that's allowed? That's really allowed us. Uh,
0: I feel like there's more redheaded Mexicans
1: than cans right now, bro. <laughs> there probably is. Jesus. So that's allowed the industry to kind of blow up because what they do is they come they come to you with a mobile canning line and they'll can your product. Yep. So that gives you know that gives everybody more opportunity to get into you know uh, the calimaxes yeah. and to bars and to go and
0: makes your to go be. model more palatable. People yeah. want to go. That's what I noticed, bro. People want to get your cans and take a picture of those cans and just post it all over social media exactly. and just be like, ooh, don't you wish you had this can too?
1: Exactly. You know? So what we're going to do with that 20-barrel batch is we're going to keg half of it and, mm-hmm. and can the other half. And what style did you say it was again? It's a citrus mash. It's a it's an American pale. You better move that of, shit, bro. At the end of the day. Oh, it, it, you better move that shit, bro. Yeah? So so it's pretty cool what, what they've allowed the industry to do is to expand into into actual markets. From
0: shit grows flowers,
1: Rudy. I see it. If,
0: if you give somebody... <laughs> If you give somebody that doesn't quit or doesn't like have that, like, oh, pues, vale ni like if you give somebody who has the opposite mentality of that, they'll turn it around and they'll make it work. Right. And you're like that. I mean, a lot of us down here in the South, they're like that because we're all going through it, both either side of the border. You know, this industry is taking a hit.
1: Yeah. And, and, we, and we're doing things also to encourage, you know, encourage activity right now mm. okay, that there isn't. Um, for example, on, on April 11th, there's going to be a bike ride from Ludica, Tijuana to Ludica Valle. Oh, nice. Uh, How long is that? Uh, oh, I think they said, I don't remember, it's less than 100 kilometers and it's, uh, it's about a five-hour bike ride. Okay. So we did last week, we brewed a uh, session IPA, a Mandarin session IPA. To specifically, algo so,
0: fresh. Uh-huh.
1: So when <laughs> when they get to to the Valle, we have a beer waiting for them. Eso. I won't be participating on the bike ride. I'm going to have my you know beach cruiser at, at the Valle waiting for them. You know, <laughs> chivato get
0: on a bicycle, dog.
1: It's a it's a big hill.
0: <laughs> Is it similar to the Tecate? No, no. Well, yeah, kind of because there's a, there's another ride from Tecate to Ensenada.
1: Yeah, some that right? that's, Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. And you know, there's there's a surprising amount of brewers that. Claim to
0: be bicyclists. So. Oh man, you'd be surprised. That shit. <laughs> yeah. That shit knows no 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 borders, no yeah. boundaries, man. There's a lot of cyclists over here that are in the beer industry. That's how we started doing yeah. everything on Sundays. Just get on our bike and ride to have coffee because we're not degenerates. We don't drink beer at nine in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're done in, in and you have your business established, and then you hop back across the border. What do you do now in the U.S.? You so you sit on the school board, the school district or Sunny Isidro. Yep.
1: What did you do? Why did you want to get into that? So you know. The, my family has been in San Isidro for forever. My my mom's family has been in San Isidro since the 30s. My dad's family got there in the 50s. You know, we we kind of, we take pride in our community. As you should. And, you know, I, at least in my family, I've been kind of the one that everyone says, hey, you know, there's a street light out or this happened or that happened or that happened. Or, that happened. So I'm the one. And I worked uh, I worked for Councilmember Alvarez um, who oversaw you know, San Isidro. You're the unofficial mayor of Cidro. <laughs> so I, I, I try to be. Uh, or patron saying whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Calmado, <hijo. laughs> so, you know, we, we we take pride in our community and we want to clean it up and we want to, you know, we want other people to take pride in it as well. That's the thing, more than anything, is we want other people, like, don't just, you know, don't just walk past the trash or clean it up or or don't think it's cool to have, you know, graffiti on your fence for forever. It's on an upward trajectory. It's so a massacre San Isidro is, is,
0: is growing, obviously, but I feel like it, it's becoming more of a destinations point. Like I, I see different families that live there now, bro. It, right. it, before it was just honestly, and I'm just speaking truth. When when my abuelita used to take care of us in Bien it was all Mexican families. And there was one uh, black family that lived across, El Walter. He lived across <laughs> from us, you know? And that was it, bro. But now, like, if you cruise down there, like you you start to see that there's more, that, that there's a little bit more of like a, a variety of cultures and it, which is awesome,
1: right? Know? No, de- definitely, and there's a lot more development coming, so I think there's going to be a lot. So if we get people early to take pride in the community and then, like clean it up and make sure it's, it's nice for everybody, I, I I think we'll we'll be okay. But the school district had gone through some through some major shenanigans. I mean, some some major stuff. And I was kind of like looking controversy, at, yeah, crazy, a lot of it payouts. You know. Yeah, embezzlement you pay to play you know, like, uh, you know all that kind
0: of i stuff. feel that that's not foreign to southern california school district it is not you it know is, i always isn't. hear like because what is the biggest ones are san diego and los angeles school district mm-hmm. right and every, fuck, dog. honestly you always hear in the news oh like funds are being cut across the board where does the money go and they do a audit, and all of a sudden they're missing 15 even, million yeah, dollars
1: yeah and even as simple as you know the pta for a local school Somebody took $5,000. Why? Like, What's going I on? I, I, I don't get it. And I try to look away from it for, for a long time. And then here comes Bruno. And then, you know, he started kindergarten. And, you know, I, I, I got involved. And, you know, most kindergarten parents aren't, don't have time to be involved. But, I, you know, I, I had a little bit of weird, free time. Weird
0: how you have all this time.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I I got on PTA and I, I, I became involved and I saw a lot. I was, I was like, oh, no, you know, this, this is worse than I thought. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, he's starting kindergarten and you know he's gonna be here till the eighth grade and I don't wanna to have to deal with all this stuff. I didn't want to run though because I didn't want people taking screenshot of my social media and sending it to to other people. And guess what? And guess what happened? Yeah. So so I ended up I, I ran. I ran on a slate of three and all three of us won and you know, we got some people out of there. We 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 hired some some new administration and you know, things are Things were going, we were going on the up and up and we were coming out of, you know, these dark days and then the pandemic hit and that really, that, that costs, you know, as much as people don't want to, don't want to hear, don't want to admit it, the pandemic cost some money. Mm, so, you know, uh, we went through some sc- scary times again because we were like, oh, you know, we were just about to come out of, you know, out of that, those financial struggles and now, you know, we're going to, we're getting slammed back into it, but You know, little by little, with help from you know the the government, yep, the 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 new uh, federal aid uh, packages and some state aid packages. I think we're gonna we shouldn't be that bad now. Um, And we're looking at coming back to school um, April twelfth. April twelfth, less than a month away. Yeah, we'll be back in uh, just when we get back from spring break. We'll be on a on a hybrid. You know, a couple days a week in school, a couple days a week in. In virtual and, and and hopefully you know next year we'll be we'll be safe enough. Yeah, whatever it takes to get back to normalcy,
0: man. I mean, yeah. we both have kids in the same age group, so it's like it's importante. These little yeah. weenies need to be out and about, bro. They need to be socializing. we were on a on a little meeting with our preschool uh, teacher for for Oliver, and she was going over the, the the upcoming changes and saying, okay, well, we're gonna do this at twelve thirty. We are gonna offer opportunities. I have twelve students in class and the love but they can't play together. They can't do. It. So and then I heard one of the the parents say, well, what the, well, why? Like, I mean, if we're sending them back, we're sending them back because they need that social interaction. Yeah. You know, if, they, if we're just going to keep them in the bubble at school, we might as well just keep them in the bubble here at home. There's really no point in sending them. And I'm torn, bro. I mean, I don't want my my my, my three-year-old. It's the way- all he knows is school on a computer, bro. <laughs> he doesn't know anything else. Yeah. But then the more I look at him, am like, oh man, I don't think the world is ready for this little kid to go to school yet. My other two have flourished, man. My middle one has flourished at home with wifey being with him like 24 seven. My, my older one is very dedicated and, and self-driven. So he, he just gets it done, you know, but it's like, it's, it's a crazy time. You know, you know, the, the group that I roll with, there's a bunch of educators and like uh, people that work in the, in the teachers unions and and things like that. So it's like, I get the other side of the coin. You know, you, most parents we get the one side. It's like, "Oh, well, I want my kid to go and I don't right. want them to miss out on this." And, da, 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 da. and then you get the teachers and the we had um Caesar come in. He's he's in part of the teacher union here for San Diego Unified and he was like, "Bro, like 80% of the teachers don't want to go back." You know, they just they don't feel safe. They just don't want to go back, you know? But it's the 20% that do want to go back that's going to allow us to slowly open and get the process going.
1: Right. Yeah, we're we're not forcing seen- Either families or teachers to go to go back into this. Uh, we we left it on a voluntary basis, and, and you're right. I have to I have to see it from both sides. You know, yeah. I have to see uh, my side of the coin. I have to see the teacher's side of the coin. And there's there's classified stuff. You know, the janitors and the secretaries that uh, they have to be there and they have to interact with, with with people all day. So you know, we have to see everyone's perspective. But personally, you know, Bruno did not flourish. I mean, he struggled and he continues to struggle and he's just like, he's not like, I could be sitting next to him. We could be in a room like this. that Well, this one has distractions, but <laughs> we could be in a room that has no distractions and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting next to him to make sure he's on it. He's on it and they'll, they'll be doing math and then he'll take his, his headphones off and say, I want to go back to Rome. Like, you're not supposed to be thinking about that right now. Look at me. they want a pizza pie from my yeah, Exactly. So it's like, uh, you know, like I, for, for personally, I only I child for him. Yeah only child.
0: I think that I think that plays a, a a big factor in in that situation, at least. You know, yeah. it has to. Yeah. Because yeah. he has nobody around. He's just got his dad that doesn't wear shoes. Put a is chanclas, bro. And that's it. And then like I'm like my kids, they you know they have each other. They might not always like each other, but they got they've got other kids to
1: hang out with there in the front yeah. yard. You know. So like right now he's he, he's telling me, He's like, oh, you're putting on a shirt. Do you have a meeting? <laughs> and I'm
0: like, yeah. Would
1: you roll around <laughs> the house yeah. without a shirt? For? do you? Well, do? <laughs> you know, I like to be you know
0: I like to be comfortable. <laughs> How long is the term for school board?
1: Four years. So,
0: and I, you're what? Two years, two into, years it? into
1: it. Yeah. Damn, so two, three, two years into it. Damn
0: fool. Will you run again?
1: I think I will one more time. Then. Will you
0: use this as a platform to run for something else?
1: I probably won't. Why not? Uh, because I think the vetting process is going to be a lot more, uh, a lot more severe for for anything past this. And as it was, you know, I had some people that. That, that came to meetings where I was speaking before, on the campaign trail and said, well, look at this screenshot from five years ago and look what he said. And I yeah. was like, ooh, that was when I didn't know I was going to run for anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's I, a vicious game, you know, bro. It, it Local it small is. town politics. And again, I, you know, I, 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 own what I, what I've said. And, you know, I, I try to explain the context because there, there's some things that are taken out of context and I try to explain the context. Damn, homie, you sound but, like you know, a
0: fucking politician now, I take, bro. I
1: take full responsibility for them, you know, <laughs> but, you know it, it is what it is. So I, I don't think I will run for anything else. Um, I, I enjoy working on campaigns. I enjoy the behind the scenes work, but you know, I, I never expected to be, you know, the face, you know, the the, the actual elected. So uh, it certainly it did change a lot of things, but, you know, I, I'll do. I, w- I would run for another term, but I've also, you know, I, I've told the superintendent and other people, you know, I don't, I've been to conferences where, you know, somebody, somebody steps, steps up and says, you know, oh, I've been the school board member for 24 years. And I was like, I'm not going to be, a yeah, school board me, you know, that ain't me, bro. I'll do the two term, even though we don't. Was he have a parent it. at one point to somebody in the school? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and, but then they just they just stayed, and you know, I personally, I was like, no. They, I feel
0: like that's the the initial pull, the want to be involved, is because you know I have kids that go here. Right. But then like when your kids are no longer there, that's weird. Like why you why are you still here, bro? But, like your son's like
1: you're a granddad now, bro. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, you know, we don't have term limits, but I, you know, I'm gonna set my own term limits. Mm-hmm. And what I will do is I'll you know look for people that I think would would be good and encourage them, you know, like get involved and then maybe you can take my spot, you know, but I, I certainly yeah. don't want to, don't want to be doing this for 20, 20 something odd years. Like, you, got, you got places to enough. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's next for you, bro? What do you got going on? You're uh, always busy. You're always yeah. busy I, right now.
1: Uh, you know, things are kind of, you know, in the sand stalemate. Yeah. Mate. yeah. It, 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 it is what it is. Uh, you know, again, uh, I, I I've gotten engaged recently, and so can we're kind of like COVID's kind of like you know preventing things from moving forward as far as you know setting a date and what are we gonna where are we gonna live and what are we gonna do and what are we gonna, you know so that's also kind of like ah uh, well imagine planning a wedding yeah. during a fucking <laughs> pandemic bro so <laughs> it is, is kind of crazy you know
0: ah a ver, que, 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 you made some homebrew or what I did let's I did. See, pour a little in here bro let's see, let's 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 rip your fucking beer to shreds <laughs> no cierto I don't even like beer. Mm. Ah, this whiskey, those fucking, it's hitting, it's hitting. Ooh. Oh, I know what I want to talk to you about. You were part of the. I thought it was whiskey. I said, "Hey, slow down, bro. Like you're gonna." <laughs> nice. Oh, nice, nice color. Look at that. Nice carbonation.
1: Yeah. So it was Sounds actually. Like beer? You know, it was actually one of my pandemic purchases. You know, it was, it was, Look at that. There was the whiskey in there.
0: Yeah, barely. All of a sudden.
1: Yeah. So. uh, this was one of my pandemic purchases. You know, I used to have the uh, the three vessel propane powered brew system. You know, for homebrew. Uh huh. And then I saw this this all electric, all in one kind of brew in a bag stuff from Anvil. How do you like that? And I was like, you know what? I was like, that. You know, I, I'm not gonna run in. Run, I'm not gonna run out of propane. You know, midway through the boil. Which has happened That's happened, yeah. Like, my home brewing now. days, that happened like all and the time. You run a 7-Eleven and they're out of propane. Yeah, and, you know you, have you gotta to go run. to AMPM, yeah, yeah, you, they you, gotta you, go- up. Yeah, you, so you're running around and it's like, ah. So I thought, oh, you know what? Electric, that, that doesn't seem so bad. All-in-one, I only got to clean one thing. And so far it's, it's worked out pretty so nice. So you got the all-in-one? So I got the oh, all-in-one. When and, I was home brewing, that was fancy, bro. And, and, that was and, fancy. And I ordered the distilling adapter option oh. so I could use it, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. But I am gonna do soon. I'm gonna do a um, kind of a, a, a rye, a rye mash. Okay. And then I'm gonna distill it out to whiskey. That's see. illegal, yeah, bro. I, sh- but they, that's weird, right? It's illegal, but they sell you
0: all the components to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, bullets are illegal. You can buy the gun though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm gonna be very careful with what, it. What are we drinking here? So this is an Irish red. Go ahead. Ooh, mm-hmm. Look at that. Brew specifically for St. Patrick's Day. El vato. I took this one. I kind of rushed because you know I. I was, what did we I just? What know. did we just? Know, what did we just say, bro? So you didn't even know. What did we just
0: say? I was trying don't to get out on St. Patrick's Day, but you know. Um, what do you? What can you tell people? Because I always get questions like, "How do I get in the beer industry?" As a home brewer who owns a brewery who took it up all of the levels, what can you tell somebody who is interested in getting into the beer industry as it relates to home
1: brewing? Just do it. You know, before before we did. Before we did our first batch of homebrew, we read all these books and nah. we watched all these YouTube videos, yeah. and it was just like, and some of it I was just like, I don't understand. Until you actually get your hands in and do it, the the first, I mean, we did an extract. Mm-hmm. Cheater a, dog. It Took us six hours to do it because Why? we're dumb. We're bro, we're, that's like minute rice, bro. We're, <laughs> we're, sitting, we're sitting there watching, you know, the the initial waters, you know, heat. We didn't know about efficiencies mm-hmm. and doing one thing while you're while you're waiting for time management so we were sitting there like idiots watching the water heat up drinking instead of uh, hot instead of you know preparing the next step and taking pictures hey look yeah, we're brewing exactly.
0: oh look by the instagram and then channel And it was
1: like oh when we got to the de- it really shit hit the fan when we we started the chilling process and then we didn't chill it and then by then it was already like midnight it's still at like, 89 degrees yeah, bro it's not getting cooler like, screw it pitch it yeah. And we pitched the yeast and the yeast died. Yeah. And you know, yeah. you know, two weeks later, three weeks later, when we tasted the beer, it was like, oh, this is, this
0: this is not this good.
1: Not good. I was like, this thing's
0: But I mean, I feel like those experiences you need to go through as, as a Exactly. Brewer.
1: So then so then it was kind of like, Oh, you know what? When you know, when when we were matching, we should have been doing this and doing that and preparing that. So then we got better and better at it with I mean, we we probably only did two extract
0: huh. And then you hopped it up to full ran, grain or ran, half yep. partials.
1: Nope, all grain. I Went straight to all grain and we're dead. I never extracted, bro. And then you get the you know, because when you read about extract and then you, you read about uh, converting to all grain, and it's like you have more control over the recipe. And I never I didn't get that until haha yeah. Because,
0: this is what it means.
1: Yeah, because now I've got my my mix and mash of specialties and I do this and I do that and I can raise and you can't you really can't do that with the with the whole extract stuff. So I was like, Okay.
0: It's fun. It's a, it's a laborious process, bro. Yeah, it is. It doesn't matter if you're making five gallons or 50 gallons or 20 barrels or 30 barrels. Six hours is six hours. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and people are always like, oh, well, is it fun? I mean, do you like cleaning? <laughs> I mean, because that's all brewing is. Brewing is cleaning, prepping, and cleaning. You're watching water boil you know like when I had my homebrew system I, I loved it bro I remember like I ordered a new piece like every week or every couple of weeks Ooh, and this is my this is my chiller oh this is my warm chiller and I'm gonna run it through here and it's gonna bring it from 220 degrees all the way down to like 70 or 60 degrees and then we're gonna chill it some more and I was hype on it you know like I, I messed up my fair share of my homebrews you know Um, I, I have one barrel I used to make a, a beer called uh, Stivo de Mayo which was just like an old school stout and I and uh, for my birthday you know Steve what am I I still have a barrel somewhere in here bro and it's yeah. like four years old one day I'm gonna crack it and die and just drink it
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah
0: for but, homebrewers just do it
1: bro and yeah you're, you're right. gonna fuck I, up I keep you know I keep upgrading this it's supposed to be like ready to go all in one but I keep I got onto this Facebook forum and which was a mistake because now I see all these ideas of how to do no, yeah, yeah yeah I just put a spray ball on the, on the inside of it so now I have for sparging and CIP dude I CIP this thing I just you know I brought some um, acid, some acid from the brewery, uh-huh. in a little bottle, and I throw some acid in there. Like,
0: bitch, like, did you steal our acid?
1: Not, not no, not Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, but
0: it, that's what the fun part about home brewing, and it, it is fun. Everybody who you talk to is like, oh, it fucking sucks, you know. Especially when you 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 take that next leap into being a professional brewer, you know? Yeah. Oh, I fuck home brewing, it's too much work. Is this... But it's fun, man. You can make it as budget as you want using igloo coolers and mangueras mm-hmm. and little PVC piping that turns and creates a little spark system. It could yeah. be as budget as that. It could be like $500, you have your nice little system that you know how to work, that you know how to make beer out of five gallons at a time, damn it, <laughs> you know? Or you can slowly start upgrading. That's what I did. I started with the little igloo system. Yep. And then I said, you know what, fuck this, dog. I don't want this. Give me some stainless steel. Then it got all those magazines, bro. That, bro. In my life, I've just looked at so many magazines through all the fucking hobbies and extracurriculars that I've been involved in, and all those little magazines have like, you want this,
1: yeah. You need that, you need this, and you can get lost I, buying all that shit. My next one is inline oxygenation. Oh yeah, I'm, at that point, I, I it's mean, like you're talking about homebrew, and I was yeah. like, why am I doing yeah. this? And I was like, because it's gonna make it better. It and, and it will for who. For me, For me. <laughs> right. and I get the I get the kid involved. Like his his job his his job has always been put the hops in and put the whirlflug in. And he comes by and he does it. When I used to do when we used to do propane, and I would do it out in the driveway, and all the neighborhood kids would come around, and he'd be out there. He'd be like, he'd be in charge of telling them this is not a toy. Hey, so it's hot. You have to stay away from it. And then you know he'd grab the hops and throw them in and look at and look at them. He'd look them straight in the eye and be like, this is not a game. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> um, he yeah. was like, uh, "Come El pinche the the salt with the mistake, yeah, he,
0: He's done the house bay, just throwing him down his little arm. He's Bad. like, "This is not a, this is not a game, this guys." Is a game. My is daddy gets down.
1: Is <laughs> so and it's funny too, because when he sees that, I, you know, I start break, you know, breaking stuff out. He's like, "Oh, are we making beer?" I was like, "That's right, we're making beer." That's a good relationship, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. How cool. how how much of the time do you have your son? Uh, it, technically it's fifty percent. Uh, a lot of times, uh, I, I have him more, um, because you know, mom works and. And does her own thing, so it's like, and he, he and I both like, you know, we we do the we do the wink, and it's kind of like, ask mom if you could stay an extra day, you know.
0: And, and <laughs> that's anyway. awesome, man. And now with Padre season coming back, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of like parlay with that and talk to you about Padre. because I remember once upon a time watching your dumbass on fucking a Padres panel, bro, <laughs> and I was like, it's the weekend, what's he doing on there? Yeah. I think it was like with Eduardo Ortega you were up on the panel with, yep. and I was like fucking Rudy and toda on this uh, uh, way.
1: Down on the field. What were you doing? Are you like a so Padre
0: Mexican correspondent or I, what, dude, I, I, the I, I, the Paisa, the Press Paisa?
1: I was part of the uh, Hispanic Community Advisory Council and uh, basically what it was it was a panel of, of Latinos that, uh, Latinos and Latinas that, that advised the Padres on on how better to integrate into the Hispanic market. Um, what events Gentrification into the Mexican market. Pretty much. How do I gain the attention of a Mexican? Exactly. So I was like, you know, go go Give to us events. Free shit. Well well what events? And that that's part of it. Gave us free shit. We yeah. love free shit. Yeah. I was like, if you go to an event and you've got, you know, you know, all the respect to the potters. I love them. But you know, they've just got the pot squad out and they're just ha- signing people up for fryer wire. And not giving anything, yeah. not, you, people aren't going to linger for long, right? Nope. But you've got Radio Latina over there with their prize wheel, and they've got a long line, and they're wondering, well, how do we do that? We'll get a prize wheel and give prizes. Yeah, <laughs> easy. Yeah, that's, all, <laughs> that's all you have to do. So that's what you did. So, yeah, that's what, that's what we did. And how long was that tenure, bro? bro? Uh, that's a good gig. Jeez, I was on the in, inaugural one, and we probably went six or seven years. I, I was part of that for six or seven that's years. That's awesome, bro. And it was cool because you, you do get some inside access to, you know, how some of the decisions are made. Uh, you you work a lot with uh, the, that was a the, shitty era for our team uh-huh. though, bro. We I was part uh, there was I was part of three administrations. I okay. believe. we went through that whole Jeff Morad mess. And Oof, that was him. a mess. He brought in a lot of people from uh, I think Miami. Okay. is where they had come from, and they were kind of like trying to do. They were kind of replicating what they were doing in Miami, and we we're like, that's, that's just, a horrible like, p- model to this replicate. This, 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 hey, <laughs> like we're we're different. We're a different breed. Um, and then they, you know. That fiasco, they left, and then when the Seidlers came in, um, Tom Seidler, who's uh, I, I think he's Pete's brother, um, he uh, he was in charge of community affairs, and and he's done a really good job, and 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 he's done more listening than than past community affairs people have done. Well, well, it's
0: funny because I'm I'm in I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Twitter for for a few reasons. One of them being just following the Padres, because damn, bro, there's nothing more toxic in the world than then following Padres the Twitter. Then Padres Twitter, bro. You just go on there, you start following the Padres. Motherfuckers in this group and these and these uh, Twitter forums, they jump onto the the <laughs> the scoreboard at the end of the night. like, Padres playing the Rockies and we just fucking completely annihilated the Rockies. Yeah. And they say the Rockies go on their the Twitter Rockies handles is, like-
1: It's spring training, bro. Yeah,
0: bro, they're relentless, but I enjoy it. I get yeah. a little bag of popcorn, then I'm like, <laughs> let's see what happens. I feel like the smart thing to do your, the, the majority of your fan base is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these new ownerships, the, 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 the Seedlers came in and they probably put somebody in there just to kind of be a mole and listen to what do the people want? What are the rumblings about? Because bitch, bring back the Brown. We've been saying that for like forever since it Lev It's like, why, you, why? we don't want to be a sand colored team. Yeah. We don't want a, a, a blue, a navy blue and, and white. That's like every other team. So, like, I remember, like, the the favorite jerseys for me were the 98 jerseys, 96 jerseys, the the blue, the white, and the orange, bro. And then the gray, the orange, and the blue, you know? Those were my favorite. And then the Padre Browns were always my favorite, too. So, I feel like that's always been a a big movement online and Twitter. Bring back the Brown. Bring back the Brown. And then guess what? Boom. They brought back the Brown. 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 Sign players. Sign legit players. Do this. Boom. They started signing players. Hosmer. Machalo. And then, fucking, you're all, all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second they're listening to what the they fuck are, everybody yeah. th- what the fans want. And now our payroll is ridiculous. You know, are we have arguably the best left side of the infield in all of major league baseball. Yeah. We have a killer starting rotation and most of them are hurt still. I know. So it's like God damn. I don't know. If you're not still involved with that, you fucking up.
1: You need to get back in there. Yeah, uh, I I I'll give you the same thing. You know, we it's one of those things where it's like for as long for as much as I'd like to be a selfish and like I'll stay on there forever. There, there's like there's new blood. There's there's new people that, that I think deserve an opportunity to be heard. And there's a, there's a limit. It's not like you can have 50 people on this thing, right? You know, you, you want to have a small group of people that actually actively participate. So you know, I I was my turn to like okay, I'll step aside and, and stuff. I'm still going to support. I'll tell you, this looks good on me. This, mm. this is brown and yellow, but my favorite is the brown and orange, the Benito Santiago era when he was. El Benito year. Santiago, yep. nineteen eighty-seven. So yep, brown and orange was, was my favorite combination. So I wish that they would bring, they would have brought back that one. But I was like, ah, oh, cool, whatever. Like, I'll, I'll spend five hundred dollars on gear. Yep, I saw it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a little Benito Santiago shrine over here with the, some topo chico, uh, a pacifico, and a glass. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I, I wore number nine, and when I when I played, and I I have for as much as I can, I try to get Bruno number nine one year. Uh, some other kid got nine, so I got him six because I was like, "It's nine upside down." <laughs> but yeah, like I, he was one of my favorite players ever. And so, and you know, I'm always Padres, like whatever. Like I bought, you know, I went to the NLCS last year, um, which is cool because I. Oh, actually, but you
0: went to Texas?
1: Yeah, that's right. I actually got to go to a live baseball game, Jesus. and uh, I bought the tickets when the Padres were still in the playoffs because I was like, "Well, shit, if the Padres go, then we're 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 definitely going." And uh, unfortunately I didn't go So on the way out to Texas I went and stopped And bought an Atlanta Braves ad So a lot of times People are like Why are you wearing a Braves ad I was like Well because I went to the NLCS And, I- and
0: guess what I saw <laughs> I saw the Braves choke away A freaking yeah. lead In the NLCS to the Dodgers Muy mal
1: Muy mal But you know te- Texas I'll tell you that they-, they put on a good They they did it right So uh, I- I'm hoping I know there's still Kind of like some weird stuff Going on here And we're not really sure What's going to happen You know. Oh we're going bro do you have season tickets? I bought a twenty-game package, so I'm in, I'm I'm part of. The, Bitch, you ain't going opening day. So oh well, I've got tickets from you know from other people. But
0: <laughs> <two, laughs> you are like a straight up chilango,
1: bro. And todo andas, bro. Like there's not one thing you. So geez. two two years ago, I had bought a half-game package, and it was just like it was just too much. I was like, oh crap! I know there's no such thing as too much baseball, but. There'd be a random Monday, and I was like, "Oh shit! I got I have tickets for tonight. yeah, and I don't know I have tickets for tomorrow night. Yeah, isn't that awesome? And I have, but I have so many other things to do. and I was Did like, Did you got Damn. nothing to do for? So I ended up giving. See, I, and I, I'm not. There's there's a lot of people out there that bought full and half game this season, bro. This season, or who have for the sole reason to resell, and yeah. I hate that shit.
0: But get, before you before you hate on that shit, can I tell you what the current resale market I saw value over is? Over
1: thousand dollars for the cheapest <laughs> ticket for opening bro, day. Bro, we have good
0: seats. I, All right. So I have two open guys. I have two opening day seats. Wait contigo. Can, no, pues el cuñado, doggy. Ah, El cuñado, el cuñado, <laughs> el cuñado. But what I was telling, I was like, "Hey, bro, what's up? Sell them or what?" And then my sister's like, "Yeah, you guys better sell them, bro.
1: Fourteen hundred dollars nah. each, bro. Each. So since I'm not <laughs> one of those that tries them, I, I <laughs> gave away the seats. I would like. To people that work downtown, I was oh, like, yeah, hey, for sure. If you can go, I'll give you I the got tickets. You. So I'll yeah. send them to you. So yes, they're not gonna so go like, anywhere, yeah. they're just gonna go to waste. Yeah, so I'm gonna send them to you. So so I ended up giving, you know, a lot of a lot of seats. So then I was like, all right, twenty is doable. So we get the twenty. And then a few days later, like, oh, guess what? You're not going to your games in April and May. Yeah, you have to you know battle it out, mm-hmm. you know, for, for if you want those those things. There's the so.
0: platinum, the gold, the blue, and then the twenty, right, or something so like we're, that. So
1: where the blue is the twenty? Okay, so okay. We we got we had blue X, which was Wednesdays and Fridays, I believe. And it was cool because it worked out. It was like for twenty games, it was it was fourteen Fridays and six Bro, Wednesdays. That, that, that's enough. And I was like, you know, that, that if you're a fan, if you're a hardcore fan, that, that's enough. You know, you know what really sold us? What what made it like? Uh, what is? Uh, what made it part of like the whole cosmos and everything was? Do you know how much it cost? Go ahead. That package, twenty games, three hundred and ninety four dollars. No oh man, just Doug.
0: Where are you sitting? In, in the in we, outside of the stadium or where? <laughs> so we're we're up in the uh, up in, in the, the nosebleeds uh, upper deck. But I bought them with. But my nobody boy. goes and stays in their seat, is what I've noticed. Well, bro. no,
1: no, we don't. And then I bought them with my boy Beto, um, who's in a wheelchair. So we have the wheelchair, so we're up on the on the railing anyway. Uh uh So that's what we went we went to one game a couple years ago, and it was like, and I was like, oh shit, this is a pretty good spot. And then we had concessions right behind us. And again, we don't we don't stay there. You know, we, you we move go everywhere around We go move about. That's him, the thing about there, Peco, bro. There's, there's
0: so much to do inside of Peco Park. Yeah. You know, we, first off, it's like you got Craft Beer Alley. Mm-hmm. All, all the craft beer you want in there is there. You got fucking Carl Strauss with their little, uh, little carritos que venden whiskeys y todo el pelo, your mixed drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're from South Bay, so we know everybody that works there. Because, right. yeah, you know, exactly. everybody from the South Bay works at Peco during Padre season. So we go there and shit that's like, oh, it's a $20 double. And I'm like...
1: Yeah, no, I no, like, no, no, here, here, just take it we, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, We've got that. Oh man, I, I can never remember his name, but he he works at every like venue. Works at the sports arena. Oh, Edgar, Edgar so It's like, kind of like hey, hey. Oh, it's bro, like, yeah, <laughs> you got to
0: treat Edgar good because Edgar he, he he's he's everywhere, bro. He's plugged into all of the things. So, bro, you're not going to opening day on your own tickets?
1: I'm not because well, they weren't they weren't included. They're were like, no, you don't get to buy opening day <laughs> tickets. And I was Dog. like, oh, fine. But I was like, I always go to opening day, so I'll find out. You'll figure out. Yeah, so we so, have. Uh, so I did figure it out. They saw One or two? So I'll be there. We'll, we'll go to the South Norte. <laughs> Where are they in downtown? Well, they're in, in Petco.
0: They're on the uh, Petco, uh, on the yeah. Craft Beer Alley? Sí. Ah, okay. So, yeah. El Pinchy Brooks, el vato. I'm going to give him a shout out. I have a, we we have the, the Platinum. And people are like, fuck, that's a lot of games. Bro, we went to 67 games the year before the pandemic. That's a lot of fucking games. But now that my boys are getting older, they like going. We take turns because I only have two tickets, you know? And, um, and that was one of the things that my and me were talking about. We're like, bro, we just, we got to get four. You know, we got to keep, but we don't want to move our seats. Our seats are cool. Our seats are like the only seats at Peco that have leg room. There's no seat in front of us. Nice. You know, so it's yeah. like you, you sit down there, It's starts like, ah, te bien suave, no gusto. And anytime we come in late, because, you know, we're from San Diego, we show up in the third inning. Not anymore, guys. We have a good product on the field. That's right. But before, like, we would show up in the third inning, fourth inning, and, you know, motherfuckers would be sitting in my seat making themselves at home. And uh-huh. I'm like, hey, papito. Like, and, take, and take your peanut shells. Yeah, away. dog. Take all this shit. now come on. What? This is my seat. I said, bro, this is a season tickets areas. I mean, show me your ticket so I can tell you that's not where you're sitting. And he's like, "Oh, you ain't gotta be a dick, bro." And then <laughs> my wife was like, "Cause it was, it happens all the time." And motherfuckers are just assholes, and I mean, it doesn't help that I kind of like antagonize them. I said, "Bro, this is my C You wanna wanna skip or what's going on?" And they just keep looking at you. And then I would wear my jujitsu sweater and be like, what's up, dog? <laughs> 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 and my mom would kick my ass in two seconds, but you got to front it. Bueno, sí. I'll be at opening day, bro. Nice. I'll be I- in the day after opening day. I'm going to be there on Saturday because wifey's going out of town next week, dog. Ah, yeah. They're going out of town. She, I don't. I hate when they leave because then legit, it's just me alone. And all I do when they're not here is work. Like, I'll be like, I don't like just popping from spot to spot. And then I, then I get home and I get like. I get depressed, bro, because there's nobody at the house. There's no fucking kids running around screaming, daddy, daddy, circus, daddy, daddy. No, I don't know. Or like, I hey, I niño, esto. so I get home full and I get depressed and I'll just start like fucking drinking whiskey and 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 just listening to the music. The other, the last time they left, <laughs> I took a picture. I was just sitting in the couch looking outside of the living room window. And the, the, the the things were open. The curtains were open. I was drinking whiskey. And, bro, it was like three hours later and I was on the same spot and I was just kept I was like, what Fuck, I got to get out of here, bro. So then I just came to the bar and I started drinking here. Well,
1: see, <laughs> it's, it's more social.
0: So I tell my wife, I like, hey, don't leave. You know, I go down a downward spiral when you guys leave. But they're leaving during week, the opening day week. No, that's so that's they're leaving perfect. on Friday and they're not coming back until next Sunday. So, I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday,
1: oh, well. see, I See, I got a 20-game package because the other thing is, you know, like I have, you know, my plethora of invites to sweets and to, uh, hey, wait, to Alexis. I've heard of dig like, droppers, but damn, like, bam, homie.
0: Shit.
1: So, you know, I, I, and I took Bruno too. Like, I, in fact, we only we didn't have a ticket for him, and it was like kind of like, like we only have two tickets to the Lexus suites. But I was like, I have Bruno today, we have to take him. So, on the way in, who do we run into at the front desk? We run into Steve Garvey, and I'm like, oh my god, we gotta take a picture of those guys. So we take a picture of them, and then we go downstairs Why is his number retired, bro? That,
0: that was... A, one at that bat. Was, that was... That was that the reason? Was it. That was Not one man. at bat, man. Fuck, I, I, would, I would think I would have retired Caminetti before Garvey, dog. Ah, uh, you
1: know, well... Greg
0: Vaughn before Garvey, dog.
1: Greg Vaughn, yeah. Come I'll, on, I'll, I'll take I you mean, Greg you Vaughn. All right. But Garvey...
0: Bitch, no? you'll take Greg Vaughn over Caminetti? Shit, will, I'll take right? Steve Finley over both of them. I'll take Robbie Alomar over any of them. I'll take 0-9. Oh, what's i man? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm with Santiago, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know... It's, so we so we go down there, so we, so they're giving us wristbands, and they're like, oh, like where's his ticket? And I looked at him, and he, what, what was he, like five at the time? Uh-huh. And I was like, did you drop your ticket? And he got this look on his face, and I was like, yes, and, it, sold it, it. and it hurt me, and it hurt me. <laughs> but yeah, the girl looks at him, she's like, oh my God, no, it's okay, it's okay, here, put this wristband on. And like, able bam, we're in.
0: Chilango. <laughs> Damn, bro. Get in where you fit in.
1: That's right. I think that's the moral right. of the story today. No, like, act like you belong. You act like you belong. Uh, we used to go to Vegas for for fights, and we always used to get into the and everything. and everything. Dropping wow, Dropping like, dick from San Isidro all the way to like, Vegas. You just, you just walk in. You walk straight past security, and even if they're like, hey, 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 you don't look around because you, mm-hmm. you belong here. Yeah. And they, they should- What's up, be partner? Like, what? 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 I'm with the cut man. Oh man. Rudy, I learned a lot about you
0: today. <laughs> I learned about a lot about you in this last hour than I have like in the fucking 5 years that I've known you. 6 years that I've known you. Jesus Christ. You're a man of many right. secrets, I am. and I feel like we've only pulled off the first layer. <laughs> the more that we drink, I feel the more the more the more it comes out. Simple as my boy Glasses says, side note, you don't wear shoes, bro. You wear sandals everywhere you go. glass. Why? They're more comfortable. But never pair of shoes?
1: I've seen no, you in no, a suit. I have to, yeah. I've seen you in
0: a suit and chunkless yeah, that, that I've done. I, I know done I've saw, I
1: done seen but, that. You shit. know when we've got we've gone. You know when during the the pre pandemic galas I will I will put on a pair of shoes.
0: Yeah, uh, give me something tra- controversial before we leave. Oof. I don't know. Bitch, you know, it's right there, sitting at the tip of your tongue. You're just afraid. I'm not afraid. No?
1: Okay. You. <laughs> you, you blew my mind <laughs> <laughs> Salah
0: Rudy Thank you for sharing your story And dropping dick about all the cool things That you get to do on a daily basis man And thank you for the beer And hopefully everything in Tijuana Slowly starts getting back to normal And all your congales start opening up brother
1: That's right Slide into my DMs people
0: That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown The Saddest Mexican Podcast Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram At Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at Emobrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming, as well as access to the Patreon club. Join in the brown social club. Don't be a stranger. Pop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. Follow fellow, We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. See you Citos. I remember with the one